Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary. Welcome to From the Heart. Orlando is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Orlando benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. With a capital A R T. I like how we're splitting that up now. That's yes. pretty fun. Yes. I love it. You just Mary, toss that over to me. Uh, yeah, we did. How you doing, my friend? I'm really well. I'm excited about today's show. I am in too. In line with our holiday coming up, Halloween. It's like we planned it or something. Uh-huh. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if we did or not. But, uh, so have you had a good week? I did. It was a very good week. I'm getting ready for Pashakasha. Pashakasha. <laughs> I'm so glad that Eddie taught us how to really say that. <laughs> Even though we know he said Pachacucha after me trying many times to learn how to say Pashakasha. Yeah, see what you just did. That yeah, was perfect. But you know, I spoke at a conference a couple of weeks ago and yeah. there was one of the sessions that we had to be in was Pashakasha style presentations. Wow. And so the conference that the people who spoke with me were from all over the country and none of them could say Pashakasha. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I can. I can tell you how to say Pashakasha. Eddie will be really <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> so we didn't see each other last week. We filmed, uh, filmed. we didn't film, we recorded a couple of shows mm-hmm. uh, a week, a couple weeks ago. And when we, when this airs on Sunday night, uh, it will, um, oh, actually, and yeah, Sunday, two Sundays from now, but when we have this show on Sunday night, uh, Immerse will have already happened. Yes. And thousands of people will have taken over downtown Orlando mm-hmm. um, to create great art, many artists, many organizations. And it was great to have Cole on to tell us all the exciting things that are happening. Yes. And they'll be year. having a little pop up uh, Creative City Project events throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was just wonderful. Wasn't it great? (laughs) It was. It was just wonderful. (laughs) So artistic. (laughs) And then we had a good conversation with Art and History Museum of Maitland. Mm -hmm. Please go and check them out. They got lots of neat things going on. They have the whole citrus exhibit that's happening. Mm -hmm. And the Maitland Uh, Art Festival is coming up real soon. Right, which they're a part of. And then they also told us about their ghost tours, which is exciting. They have some haunted houses. And that leads our amazing haunted guests are mm. they real or are they really not here <laughs> i hope they're real <laughs> so we're have we have back on the show today some friends who have been on here several times and on the tv show uh, john was on the tv show we had mm-hmm. that phantasmagoria a, an awesome organization um doing some really cool creative things in our community so john didana the director of phantasmagoria as well as byron olivia tyndall as aya aya Isla. 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 You're so close. I just want to make the two L's over there. Isla. I think and it's like, I love you, but then you change your mind in the middle. Yeah. Isla. Yes, and then exactly. Dion Dodonna, who is Simmerine. She's a dancer in Phantasmagoria and also yes. a dance teacher uh, mm-hmm. for us at CFC Arts. And we're so, we're so very proud of her. So the last time we had you guys on the show, we talked about we wanted more stories, mm. right? So uh, can you help us with that today, John? I just might be able to, Joshua. <laughs> he just happened to have a few stories out all over the table here. It's great. We're oh, look, dedicated. I found one. <laughs> Oftentimes you'll hear conversations, but a lot of today we'll be hearing these stories. We've got Halloween coming up, so sit back, go grab a hot chocolate, and come sit down and get scared. I was going to say, turn your bass up on your on your radio, but you won't really need it with, with these two. They've got such presence to their voice. So, John, take it away. Absolutely. Well, actually, I'm going to turn it over to Byron. So oh, Byron, Byron will take charge right. now. <laughs> and we've brought you a few uh, tales of Central Florida, as well as some wonderful poems from past centuries to chill everyone for this wonderful Halloween evening. We'll begin with a tale of a town very close to here, 
Just a few miles from here lay a small city named Sanford, Florida, located right off a portion of the St. John's River called Lake Monroe. Originally incorporating in 1877, this city, known as the historic Waterfront Gateway City, has a small town feel, and it most certainly has its fair share of ghostly presences. The, the Tale of, of the, the House on 1st Street. Street. Heading out of downtown Sanford on 1st Street, you will come to an overpass a short ways down. Now, if one were to look to their right as they passed over, they would see a home on what is still West 1st Street. Originally built in 1924 on what at that time was known as St. Gertrude Avenue. And it is considered one of the most haunted homes in Sanford. The manifestations in this house... Sounds of walking through the halls and rooms, the ongoing feeling of a presence there, have been labeled odd and even evil. evil. One former resident of the home remembers seeing this entity as a child, as she reclined on a couch, an outline of a man. A flat, murky shadow appeared before her, watching her, as she lay there, terrified of its presence. Even the animals present in that home were keenly aware of the spirit. In later years, one poor dog was seen to be lifted and thrown off of an upstairs banister by this mysterious and perhaps malevolent spirit. It comes as no surprise that this house does not seem to keep living residents for long. It has been sold and resold many times, rented and re-rented. Perhaps someone here is looking for a new home to reside in? Hmm... The, the ghost, ghost of, of the, the lady, lady on the, the stairs. Just below Sanford's historic district, there is a large home built in the early 1920s by a famous lawyer and his second wife. And while the lady of this house died suddenly in 1944, her presence was still known well after. A figure could be heard coming, coming down, down the stairs. stairs. One owner of the home remembered their dogs would go running to the base of the stairs and watch as some unknown figure descended towards them. It would seem that this permanent residence is a bit of a playful spirit, snatching keys from former owners from one floor of the home and depositing them on another, opening and closing doors around the upper landing, and playing music that echoes throughout the house. The current owners treat her like a member of the family, a roommate, if you will, and even go to visit her grave once a year on the holidays. Upon leaving her gravesite, they always look back and give a final, see, see you, you back, back home. <laughs> and now, Isla, perhaps a poem from you. Mm, yes, Byron, I'd love to join in. I happen to have sitting right in front of me a poem entitled The Vampire by Madison Julius Carvine. A lily in a twilight place, a moonflower in the lonely night. Strange beauty of a woman's face, of wildflower white. The rain that hangs on a star's green ray, slim on a leaf point's restlessness, is not so glimmering green and gray as was her dress. I drew her dark hair from her eyes, and in their deeps beheld a while such shadowy moonlight as the skies of hell may smile. She held her mouth up redly wan, and burning cold I bent and kissed such rosy snow as some wild dawn makes of a mist. 
God shall not take me from that hour When round my neck her white arms clung When neath my lips like some fierce flower Her white throat swung Or words she murmured while she leaned Which words she holds me softly by The spell that binds me to a fiend Until I die Brother. Wow, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that so amazing. Oh, and it didn't dawn on me until you saw it. Like, wait, this is their house. This is really their house. Yeah, <laughs> is, oh, it, yes. is it your house? Oh, wow. okay. So, Olivia, you're so creepy, but like in a fantastical <laughs> way. Thank you're you. brilliant. I mean, we already knew John was brilliant, but goodness <laughs> yeah. gracious. No one expects it. I come in dressed like a, a little fairy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, John, if you can't see him because you know it's radio, but yes. John's so animated, uh-huh. right? Like there's the hand movements and the head movements. And you, you mean you they can, can't see that? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> they might be able to feel it though, John. And Olivia's just still in this mm-hmm. like beauty comes out of her mouth. Yes. It's like, and she looks like she's from Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> But that the girl next door, but you know, wow, beautiful you two. That was lovely. So Olivia, let's start with you. How did you come to Phantasmagoria? How did you get connected? Well, I recently graduated from college, um, Muhlenberg College up in Pennsylvania in Allentown. Um, And I'm from here. I live in the Lake Nona area and um, wanted to come back home. So I, I was looking around to audition for things, and my sister actually had taken some classes at Valencia College mm-hmm. with John and said, hey, there's this great guy, and he's trying to get me to audition for this thing, and you should come because you you need a gig. So I, <laughs> I went and <laughs> auditioned, and it was great from the first moment. I remember the first time I saw you, met you, uh, I was in the little like holding room for the audition or whatever, uh-huh. and he swings his head around the door and goes, "Hey, that song you sent me—it was brilliant." And I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, that's our introduction." <laughs> Hello. I love that. Yay. So this is your first season. Yes, yes. Very cool. Now, are you in Phantasmagoria, or are you doing some of the other things that we're talking about today, like the Ghost Train, and or how does that work? Phantasmagoria is the the troupe, so I am under that umbrella, okay. um, but I am not in the main stage show, The Reckoning, that is happening. Mm-hmm. I am in another show that is a, on a train. It's a ghost train um, with the Royal Palm Railway. Wow. Okay, yes. so tell so, us about that. Yeah, I want to hear, and, yeah. and, and, and any unusual stories on that train that might have happened that <laughs> oh. are fun, fun. <laughs> Are we talking spiritual where, stories? Where do we begin? Yes. Right? I'm to your discretion. If Both. it's one that will this make us laugh or, or gasp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, there's a lot of stories, actually. There's one of uh, the silver quail that we are not actually in the car, but it sits just to the side. So all of the train workers who are like there to actually run the train while we do the show have been in that car and like can confirm that the stories that we tell in the show are true, um, which is really interesting. <laughs> wow. And where, where does this train start and where does it go? And So it starts in Taveras. Okay. Um, and then it goes to Eustace and Mount Dora. It's a, a short little ride, mm-hmm. but yeah. How, and long how, is- yeah. how long is the ride and does it, is it round trip? Do you do shows round trip? Yes, typically it's round trip. Our show takes up the entire time. Uh, there are some people who get on and then just take it to Mount Dora and get off and go shopping over there. Um, but it is a, a round trip type thing. Our show runs about uh, an hour, hour 15, depending. We have an intermission and, and an opening. So. Is the intermission when you stop in Mount Dora? 
and it then sometimes continues? lines up, but not always. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it stops in Eustis. So in, it Eustis. Stops in Eustis, okay. And then comes on back, and it's yeah. The, the entire ride itself is about ninety minutes, and yeah. then uh, of that, we have about an hour. And it's at know. night, right? Like it's at nighttime? Or? It is both. We have a 345 oh. show and then a 615 show. Okay, very mm-hmm. cool. Now, would I be scared? Like, <laughs> I'm not always the best at, at like haunted houses. And is it going to... Do you is startle it, people? Yeah, like, like is a, it going to be like... Well, I would like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot confirm. I'm perhaps Good not answer. the best Good source. Answer. But Mary, we need to we go try. do that. I don't know. I, when people startle me, I scream. <laughs> <laughs> but I think screaming on a ghost train tour is okay. Oh, I think true, yeah. I think that's acceptable. It works out. It's close quarters, so it's very interactive. Okay, that's cool. cool. And how can we get information about that? What is it? It's on the website. Yes, if you go to the Royal Palm Railway Experience, uh, they will have all of the information. And the Royal and Palm Railway Experience. Correct. Um, FloridaTrain.com. There we is go. this There's new this link. year, John? Is this, this is the... brand new? They okay. approached us with this um, a few months ago. This uh-huh. idea. And um, it's been going swimmingly for us. We've added four performances because wow. we've been selling out. Wow. So we're plotting on next year, starting yeah. right in January, February with them, of continuing doing shows. That's great. And what a great way to, to meet a, a new audience, mm-hmm. right? That, mm-hmm. That's really cool. Oh, of course. Then they'll come see you at the theater. I hope so. That's wonderful. So we're just getting started with Phantasmagoria, mm-hmm. but fortunately and unfortunately, we have to take a break. We do. But, but when we come back, John, are you going to have some more stories and poems for us? I just might. <laughs> oh, that means you will. So please come back, listeners. Yeah, You're listening here. to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart, where we're a little creepy and scary today with Phantasmagoria. <laughs> You're that on. That was very good. <laughs> very good. I tried to give it a feeling. Yeah, like it was very good. But you weren't all animated and, you know, I, maybe you have to try that again with a little more feeling. <laughs> That'll be next segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do believe we're going to get another story, yeah? Oh, a few more, absolutely. All right, then. Yes, we have a whole arsenal up our sleeves. <laughs> All right, listeners, fill that coffee cup back up. We've got another one coming. Yeah, and welcome back, Phantasmagoria. Thank you, thank you. So we'll jump back in with a story brought to us by the Muncies in their eerie Florida books of a ghost of the Lakeside Inn in Mount Dora, Florida. Very close. Mm. Uh, One of the oldest buildings there was once called the Alexander House, renamed in 1893 the Lake House. And since 1903, this old Victorian-style hotel has been known as the Lakeside Inn. In its time, this inn housed former presidents as well as Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. But it seems that some of the guests never actually checked out The Lakeside Inn appears to be the residence of several ghostly inhabitants, the most infamous perhaps being that of a fisherman who walks along the shoreline near the pool area. He appears to be cognizant of those visiting as he oftentimes can be seen gazing at them and pointing, and 
If someone attempts to chase him away, he simply vanishes. And just as in the case of another haunting, one can oftentimes catch a smell coming left by this ghostly apparition. Unfortunately, that is not a smell of roses, but a strong smell of dead, dead fish. fish. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we're going to give you one more poem before we leave here today. One you may know, for all this world is truly a stage. The Conqueror Worm, first published in Graham's Magazine in 1843 by the master of our own inner darkness, Edgar Allan Poe. Lo, tis a gala night within the lonesome latter years, an angel throng be winged bedight in veils and drowned in tears, sit in a theatre to see a play of hopes and fears, while the orchestra breathes fitfully the music of the spheres. Mimes in the form of God on high mutter and mumble low, and hither and thither fly mere puppets they who come and go, at bidding at vast formless things that shift the scenery to and fro, flapping from out their condor wings, invisible woe. That motley drama, oh, be sure, it shall not be forgot, with its phantom chased forevermore by a crowd that sees it not, through a circle that ever returneth in to the self-same spot. And much of madness, and more of sin, and horror, the soul of the plot, but see, amid the mimic rout, a crawling shape intrude, a blood-red thing that writhes from out the scenic solitude. It writhes, it writhes, with mortal pangs, the mimes become its food, and the angels sob at vermin fangs in human gore imbued. Out are the lights, out all, and over each quivering form, the curtain, a funeral pall, comes down with the rush of a storm, and the angels all pallid and wan, uprising, unveiling, affirm, that the play is the tragedy man, and its hero, the conqueror worm. The end. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. so good. I really hope, brilliant both of you, I really hope Magic, after this show, calls John and says, we want you to do a weekly show on <laughs> ghost stories oh. and hauntings and poetry. Like the old-fashioned ones. Yes. Oh, we would love it. Uh, there was a unnamed station that was going to do that many years ago uh, that were planning this whole series of ghost stories with us. Uh -huh. And then the station manager actually was hired in another state and left and oh. all just kind of oh, disappeared. But yeah, what a dream, right? It's, yeah. I forget so how wonderful it is to hear a story, it especially is. when one is um, acted out and committed to like, well, that's what you do for a living, but it's so wonderful. I felt 10 years old again. I know. And how lucky were we, the ones that had teachers that were like that with us, that were able to read a story that way, or parents even. Um, but yeah, parents, if you're out there and you have kids, read them a story and go for it. Yeah. What is the key to 
because you both are brilliant, right? Like, what is the key to telling a good, what are you doing to really bring these stories to life? What's, what's happening in your mind with your vocal inflections? Like, what do you do? I'm going <laughs> to Isla right Are you thinking about it or is it just happening? Like, um, To an extent, I think I think about it. I think I think eloquent. Um, <laughs> I think it comes down to kind of finding the contours of a tale. Um, and for me, the words give you that. So you read it to absorb it, and then you read it to perform it. And I don't think until you've absorbed it, you can actually perform. Well put. Um, yeah, so when that. you know what you're saying, you know where it needs to go and where you can scoop and rise mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, for me, the most important And the okay, tone can... and the energy behind the words become more impactful as you, as you right. know it. They become necessary it's fun rather to watch than put you read on. It. Yeah. yeah. So the, one of the beautiful things about radio is that you really can be tuned in sure. to the voice. And so I would love for you to read maybe a couple of lines in the story as Olivia <laughs> and then go back and reread it as Ilya so that we can just hear what you're doing with your voice to make it come to life. Can you do that? Do yeah, you mind? Sure, sure, sure. I will head back to The Vampire Poem by Madison Julius Carvine. Uh, okay, so Olivia, Olivia here. <laughs> Olivia, clarify. like your girlfriend, just called you up on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's totally me. <laughs> a lily in a twilight place, a moonflower in the lonely night. Strange beauty of a woman's face of wildflower white. And now we give you Isla. A lily in a twilight place. A moonflower in the lonely night. Strange beauty of a woman's face of wildflower white. Wow. I know. She could be saying and stir three times and add an egg. Add the flower. (laughs) Wow, so cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, you can hear how what you're doing with the words and like I couldn't recreate it, but boy, it's beautiful. That's what the art is, right? It really is. And you truly are an artist at that. Both of you are. All of you are. Yeah, the art of storytelling. Mm -hmm. So, Dion, uh, Simmerine. Yes, darling. Hello. <laughs> so 10 years. It's almost been 10 years. Yes, it has. It is 10 years. This is our 10th year of production. <laughs> I have been with the troupe since day one. Wow. Um, best day of my life when choreographer walked into the master class I was taking and came up to me after the act, actually after bar and said, I'm looking for dancers. We're putting together this show called Phantasmagoria, John Dodonna, at the time Empty Spaces Theater Company, and I'd love for you to be one of my dancers. To this day, I don't know if I said it out loud or if it was just in my head, but I went, I don't know who the poop John Dodonna is, <laughs> Empty Spaces or Phantasmagoria, but you want me to dance? Absolutely. I love that. Nice. And I can honestly say I had no idea that this is where I would be 10 years later. Wow. I love every and moment. And married to John Didon. Yeah. There is that as well. <laughs> Who yes. the poop is he? I, I got know. a career and a husband. After Whoa. rather disliking husband. me for the first three years. is <laughs> <laughs> well, it wonderful? It really Indeed. is, right? Right time, right place, mm-hmm. and who knows what happens. Indeed. So uh, who was that choreographer that approached you? Uh, that was Yezzy Nicole. Okay. She was our choreographer from year one. She uh, moved actually to Hawaii after oh. that, which is why 
little difficult to choreograph a right. show in Orlando while in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And um, she, like I said, she walked into the class I was taking one evening. I had no idea who she was. There was just this strange woman sitting in the corner of my dance class. And I went, oh, okay. Went on, took my class. And like I said, she approached me afterwards and invited me to become one of her dancers for the show. And I went, absolutely. So is there going to be a Phantasmagoria Hawaii version? Maybe? <laughs> we actually, oh, we, well, ha I was gonna, we, we almost had one yes. over the summer. Oh. We actually we had two of our Phantasmagoria members who had moved to Hawaii like there and on the same island. And they're like, well, maybe we could start a troupe here and do shows here. I'm like, yeah. and then one of them moved to uh, back to Florida. Oh. I bet so there's, there's only a lot one. of Hawaii folklore and oh, stories yeah. that you could bring to life. That you could do be... a luau. Mary, you are you are batting a thousand today <laughs> <laughs> with a snort to go. So, Dion, tell us about uh, Reckoning, which is this show that's happening. Coming up at the Shakespeare Theater, how is Indeed. this? Tell us about it, what we were experiencing. Why is it special? I mean, it's the 10th anniversary show, so it's got to be awesome. It is. Uh, it is a celebration of the past 10 years. We have a beautiful waltz that we start off in the beginning that is actually a, mo a melting of all of our waltzes in the previous years. So we've created and woven this beautiful tapestry of music that we then dance to throughout um, we have our deliciously macabre stories. There's always an Edgar Allan Poe, and mm. there's a little, there's a little surprise with this year's Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. I won't give it away. <laughs> You'll have to come see it. But it's a little, a little unusual for Poe, if you will. Love it. Yes, a little it. different. So that'll be delightful. But we have our vengeful vampires. We have our Russian folklore tales. We have. Our Grimm's brothers, which you never would think that fairy tales would be terrifying, but they are indeed. I and love so it. we bring and those to life. If our listeners have never seen you, what makes uh, Phantasmagoria especially cool is how immersive it is. Like you'll all come parading out and you're amongst us and beside us. And sometimes Absolutely. it's almost kind of creepy. Someone Mary, right there next get to you. Out of my head. That is literally <laughs> what I was just, like. That was what the words about to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Because that's what I remember. Yes. That's what I know you guys are. That's mm -hmm. what I feel like. That's what sets them apart yeah. is I've seen you perform a couple of times. And we see, I see a lot of theater and a lot of art in so many ways. But what's so cool about, I never sit on the edge of my seat like I do when I've watched you guys because you don't know what's going to happen. Like you don't know, <laughs> don't somebody's going to come down the stairs. We don't know either. To the audience, right? You're going to, and I found myself when I watched the show at Fringe Festival mm -hmm. two years ago, I think, um, I found myself watching what was happening to the sides and behind me mm -hmm. as much Absolutely. or even more than what was happening on stage. So it was like the surround sound experience, like surround <laughs> immerse experience. And other audience members' reaction. It yeah. was sometimes amusing. And it's so cool. It's, it's different yeah. than anything I've ever experienced, truly. And I it's loved done it. with a lot of heart. I know it's kind of creepy and all, but there's just that sense of play about let's embrace this and let's make it real and let's be scary and scared. And we do that together as an audience and your cast. Absolutely. So thank you for Absolutely. what you do. It's like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, Dion, mm -hmm. I would agree. I would say that with Phantasmagoria, there is the the horror and the creepy. Yes. But but you highlight even more the beauty of this. And how do you how do you do that? Because I walked away going, okay, that was creepy, but it was also really beautiful. Well, like, let's stay on that note because when we come back, we can answer that question. You'll we have, have a little to go time already? to think. Already? Can you believe oh my it? Goodness. Oh, I know. Right. We we'll, needed like a two-hour show with indeed. you guys. Indeed. <laughs> right. But we'll yes. be right back to hear Join the answer. So here. don't go away. We're on Magic One Hundred Seven Point Seven. 
from the heart. Welcome back to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. This is Joshua Vickery with my wonderful co-host, Mary Thompson Hunt. And today we're talking to Phantasmagoria, John Dadana, Dion Dadana, and Olivia Tyndall. Uh, and we have experienced some really cool stories mm -hmm. and poems. So friends, if you miss those segments, go check out the podcast from the heart because you definitely uh, want to hear those and check that out. So Dion, before we took a break, we were talking to you about, I was just asking the questions, you know, you guys are uh, this, this troop that has horror and, and, and yes. scariness. And we yes. even said the word eerie, but there's Very. also great beauty to Fanta what Phantasmagoria does. How do you find balance in that? Well, we are inspired by Victorian times and they were beautiful. The dresses and just the the elegance and the mannerisms, we bring that into the horror stories that we tell. So you are watching this beautiful corseted and bustled lady tell you about a vampire who's eating her children. <laughs> so it's just, it's... The juxtaposition of telling something... Good way. Telling creepy, horrible stories so beautifully. Indeed. Right. Like, it almost oh, makes it, me too. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but you right. know, that's the thing. You... You, 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 you feel sympathy sometimes for the evilness because exactly what you just said. You're watching. You, oh please, yes, I'd love to do that as well. And then you went, oh, no, what? No. So I'm you're not. you're hearing horror, but you're, you're hearing horror, beauty. but you're watching beauty. Ah. But it's horrific beauty. Oh, I love that. Horrific beauty. Horrific <laughs> beauty. beauty. The words of the day. So, John, yes. was that intentional from the very beginning or did it just happenstance? You know, I grew up with the old Universal horror movies, but then when I really kind of hit my early teens, it was the Hammer horror movies, you know, with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. And they had this wonderful elegance to them, and that's kind of mm -hmm. what I realized was mm -hmm. inside my head when I was trying to plan this. And then uh, at about the age of 16, I became obsessed with Percy Shelley and Mary Shelley and Lord Byron. And so that whole kind of uh, lordly elegance uh, influenced me a lot when I was a Interesting. child. And so that's what has been brought into this. So I know you told us this on other shows, but... Where did the word phantasmagoria? Because it's such a cool name. Like, I want to rename Steve's Yards Phantasmagoria. <laughs> I just think it's so fun. Where did that come from? It's um, it's it's an old, a centuries old word, um, and it means ghost show, uh, okay. essentially. You know, uh, and it has a lot of literary uh, connections. Uh, Lewis Carroll has a wonderful poem called Phantasmagoria about a little lost ghost. And the book that Byron and Shelley and Mary and Polidori were reading from that night in 1816 when they all said, let's write a ghost story, was called Phantasmagoriana. Uh, it was a book of mm. German ghost stories. And then even dating back to the 1700s, they would do these fake seances, you know, where they would conjure spirits, and those were called phantasmagorias. Mm. So that's what it kind of oh. comes from, that, that lineage and history of the ghost show. 
It's a perfect name for it because you just know that you're going into something special. Mm-hmm. And I love that you play with the creepiness of it. It's it's not as scary as it is creepy and eerie. Eerie, I like that yes, word, yeah. Eerie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and it draws you in because you say say such horrific things so beautifully and alluringly, and you're being entranced and like, oh sure, I'll come. Well, you're gonna do what? <laughs> you know? It sounds like politics, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's wow. a whole other show. <laughs> That's, a whole other <laughs> show. <laughs> That's a scary show for sure. <laughs> so you have the Royal Palm Ghost Train mm-hmm. and the Ghost Tours. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. You can get information about that at thefloridatrain.com. Get your tickets to go see that. You can meet Olivia uh, there. Uh, but you also have a ghost cruise in mm. St. Louis. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, we just began this. We have a small Phantasmagoria troupe in St. Louis, Missouri. It's an all-female troupe. Um, very strong women. Uh, and there's a great diversity of them, and I'm loving that troupe. And we are doing riverboat cruises up and down uh, the Mississippi River. How so, cool is that? Yeah. So how can... Um, how can listeners get in touch with how to get tickets well, for that? Well, first you have to go to St. Louis. Well, I was Indeed. about to say that. <laughs> Book a train. Book a flight. I, I could see some fans going out lonely. there. Oh, yeah. That is thegatewayarch.com. So okay. we actually work for the Gateway Arch. So okay. the, the St. Louis Arch owns these riverboats. Oh. We're out on these so riverboats. So they've boats. hired you. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing because we're, we're literally right under. You You walk to the arch. If you come down the steps of the arch, there's the boats. Wow. Uh, so right under them. And we're telling ghost tales of ghost ships and tragedies over the years. Oh, my goodness. And we're telling local St. Uh, Louis lore like Mad Lucy and the Lemp Mansion and all of that. Any walking uh, of the planks? And, uh, the, no walking the of the planks in this particular one. That's usually just the drunk <laughs> passengers really who are doing that yes. yes we have noticed that um ghost trains and ghost cruises come with a different kind of spirit than we originally intended oh. yeah. because they're all imbibing a lot of good alcohol oh. which makes it for, which makes it for a fun evening for right, everyone you right. know? That's awesome. um and each of the each of the shows the ghost train crashes into the ghost of the royal palm rail wow. literally crashes into it wow and on the st louis ghost cruise it's the ghost of the becky thatcher it's a legend that goes back to the late 1800s mm. um, that we tell on that particular one. So that's a lot of fun. And then we're going to keep going with that as well. The wow. Royal Palm Railway is going to keep doing shows with us. We start up again in January. And then the St. Louis uh, Ghost, uh, Mississippi Ghost Cruise is going to begin again in March once they open up the boats again. So what? it's not just going to be a seasonal thing for you. It's, it's going to be year round. Around. Year What's round. a dream yeah. that you have that of taking this even further, just in the back of your head, that one day you would love to... Uh, it's the storytelling, you know, and so just have little mini troops all over, uh, all over the country, maybe all over the country and elsewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and telling stories, telling these mm. stories, these elegant uh, ghost stories or horror stories from centuries past in at uh, the mountains and in, in yeah. barns. Oh, I absolutely. mean, there's so many places all over in casinos, even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Totally. anywhere you can light a campfire for us, we'll tell a story. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So, what are some other fun events where people can connect with Phantasmagoria here locally? Well, we have um, an immersive walk through experience at the Higgins House, which is this beautiful Victorian bed and breakfast in Sanford, Florida. And this will be, I think, our fifth show with them all told. And so it's an evening where you, for about 45 minutes, you as the guest get to walk through to different rooms and different stories are happening in different rooms. Then you all kind of converge downstairs in the main living room and 
see one last horrific story, which, uh, which Isla is going to be part of this year. If and guests wanted to stay at that B&B, if they have an opening on the night of the show, do you have guests that do that sometimes? Oh, yes. We, that's exactly what happened last time we did the show. Yeah, they couldn't go to sleep till very late because we're doing the shows, but they did. But what and a that, fun party to go with a bunch of your friends and all rent rooms at the house and have a story there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a beautiful place to just go to, period. It's a lovely. And then we have collaborations coming up that will be slowly announced. We're doing some work with the Orlando Museum of Art. And uh, we're, we're going to be hitting the Old West, uh, Joshua. Really? Uh, Phantasmagoria <laughs> in the Old West. Okay. Because we're going to be doing um, The Girl of the Golden West with Opera Orlando nice. in February. So we get to do that. And then we already, we already ha- I signed a contract. I, so somebody was yelling at me by email going, you have to sign your contracts. You have to sign your contracts, um, which, which he needs for his work, right? For Christmas of 2020. So wow. we're already signing the contracts that far out right wow. now. So we're loving that fact. You know, in Atlanta, uh, we didn't do a show uh, for Halloween in Atlanta. We're doing a Christmas show. We've got Christmas Carol coming up. We have a secondary tour, um, uh, which Olivia is part of, uh, Isla, called Through a Christmas Darkly, uh, which is uh, touring smaller venues. So we're doing too much. So, <laughs> wow. That's wonderful. I was going to say so much, and you... Yeah. Said too much. So yeah. and two work together. I get it. Yes. I get it. Yes. When you're looking in on somebody else's work, it's so much. But yeah. when it's yours, it's like too uh, much. Um, yes. <laughs> to watch how you've grown over the years is inspiring. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah because when we had you on the TV show, that was mm-hmm. four years ago, maybe yes. even longer. It was longer. Uh, it yeah. was. Yeah. So you yes. were it, you were still budding. There was no yep. expansion outside mm-hmm. of the work that you were doing here in Orlando. So Olivia, I'm curious, why do you think this art form, the the art of storytelling, Mm -hmm. and particularly the art of storytelling, what you do, is important? Because nobody else is doing it, right? Like, why is it important for Phantasmagory to carry on this work? Mm, I think kind of tying back into what John has been saying, it's a centuries-old tradition. um, Mm -hmm. And it's important that that element, I think, is preserved. Um, And it's also just so cool for it to be like you've been saying immersive and inclusive and kind of all-encompassing as well um i think we as a a perhaps american society at least um have kind of transitioned into realism proscenium stage this is how it happens the audience is dark and then there's a show and you watch the show Mm. um and i think it's really cool to see those boundaries um being broken like they used to be (laughs) i love that Um, with phantasmagoria yeah, that's very cool. So, Dion, you know, I, we're coming up on 10 years at CFC Arts. And the question I get asked all the time is, what does the next 10 years look like? Mm-hmm. So for you, what does the next 10 years look like for Phantasmagoria? Phantasmagoria. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, more tra- more Period. trading cards. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. There are trading beautiful cards. trading cards um, that Phantasmagoria has. You have to get them. Yes. Thank you. Uh, honestly, just taking it one step at a time, like I mentioned earlier, if you had told me the first year we did this, which was only supposed to be one year, that Mm -hmm. was all it was supposed to be. And then halfway through the run, we had the audience members coming up and saying, what are you doing next year? And we went, it's a surprise. Yeah, because we didn't know. (laughs) Because we didn't know. And I, I, I remember very vividly standing around in our circle pre-show for our final show of that year. And John, we're all holding hands, and John looks around the room and says, all right, who's ready for next year? Mm-hmm. And we, everybody said, absolutely. And he said, wow. going to be a completely different show. Nothing's going to be the same. Get ready. And it's been completely different every year. New wow. stories, new dances. Nothing's ever done the same twice. And you just take it as it comes. I mean, 
even every year we're doing something new. Who would have told us that we were going to be doing an opera last year uh. or, or excuse me, this past year or riverboats or trains. Mm -hmm. So leaving it up to the fates, so to speak. The and fates what, and the muses. The fates and the, the, fates the muses. And the muses. <laughs> whatever, whatever they decide to weave for us, we will weave with them. And as long as I can dance, that's all I ask. Dion, that's, I think that's beautiful advice that. for our listeners mm -hmm. about anything, right? Like yes. there is some planning, but it's mostly about living in the moment and listening mm -hmm. to what is the next mm -hmm. opportunity that lies and before us. Just being dancing. ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> dance that's with it. So I like cool. that. Yes, dance with it. So John, we unfortunately have to go, but give, <gasps> us some, give us some last parting words. How do we need to connect with Phantasmagoria? Absolutely. That's a good segue. I like that. <laughs> well, uh, our website, phantasmagoriaorlando.com, or even better, just right on Facebook. Facebook. You know, I love talking to people because they constantly contact us at, you know, uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash Phantasmagoria Orlando. Uh, reach out, take a look. We're constantly, you know, that's where we constantly post things. Uh, Instagram and Twitter yeah. at Phantas Orlando. Cool. Okay. Yes. I, I, have, know that you I always love here. finding the pictures and stories. I have one <laughs> funny story to share. If okay. I may. Go for so it. Olivia and Dion uh, and myself and a bunch of others were at a convention recently. And oh. it was fascinating because <laughs> oh, on, on the first day we were teaching like this wonderful gentleman. He came over and wanted to learn about swords and was playing with us with swords. And it wasn't until after we left for the day that we realized who he was because he was he's the motion capture guy for Groot and Rocket Raccoon and Godzilla. He is Godzilla. He's not in Godzilla. He is Godzilla. Oh my and, but what a great guy. Wow. He was just a wonderful man uh, to meet. And then I'm trying to remember how to pronounce her name, Jimothi Ange, um, yes. the Indian actress who's the smallest woman in the world. Uh -huh. um, she came over to take pictures with us both days. And it wasn't until after I actually got to see the pictures that I realized she was there doing the whole Phantasmagoria pose with us and everything. So it was oh, just, wow. it was an amazing convention to just mm -hmm. meet all these wonderful people who came to us and asked us questions like, who are you guys? And they wanted to meet us, all the celebrities and stuff. So it was really neat. And John, we were just what? laughing. You're becoming a thing. I love a thing. It. I don't know about that. But we're, we're a thing, but we don't know what that thing is. How small is she, John? It's a constantly evolving thing. Two foot point six inches tall. Wow. She is delightful. Yes. Yeah, she really was like... Uh, about yeah. this tall. Yeah, she really wow. was. And she was absolutely stunning. That's amazing. amazing you might know person. her from uh, American Horror Story. American Horror okay. Story. She yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, con yeah. the Carnival season, I yes. believe. Wow. Well, you mentioned this. We got to go. But at Phantasmagoria, you know, there's swords, there's fire oh, breathing. Yes. I mean, you will be immersed in true beauty and art. Mm -hmm. So go and check them out. And this Mary, was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed this how, about a, how about a ghost tour or cruise in St. Louis? What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do oh, it. Oh, in yes. St. Louis? All right, you're on. <laughs> take the ghost train. To the we'll take the yes. train to St. Louis. To Listeners, we'll be back next week with more wonderful art here in Central Florida. Join us. Magic 107.7 FM from the heart.